Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Pumas podcast. As always, I am your host, Migs, today. Um, and today we'll be talking about the defeat at Torreon against Santos. Uh, as many of you are aware, have seen or heard, Pumas lost against Santos 3-0 in Torreon. It was a pretty woeful def- uh, display, uh, but we'll be getting into that here in, uh, here in the episode here. But before... Um, before we get into that, I wanted to go over uh, the starting 11. So for those of you who aren't aware, I use uh, SofaScore as my go-to one for um, statistics, details, and all that type of stuff. Um, I really like it. It's a nice platform. So I'll be basing um, the lineup uh, with SofaScore. So they've got it at 4 2 three, one. And I know a lot of uh, various platforms have um, distinct uh, lineup formations. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what um, what the actual lineup is. Sometimes a lot of places differ. But anyway, we had uh, Sosa in goal. We had Jose Galindo and Freire as the two center backs. Pablo Benavendo and Adrian Aldrete as the full backs. In midfield, you had Alafita or um, El Palermo, uh, Jose Ferra, Gustavo Del Prete, and Eduardo Salvio as the front three, topped by uh, Dineno up top. So, the summary of the game, in short, it was just a battle of goalkeepers, honestly. Um, taking a look at the performance of each goalkeeper, it was just incredible to see. Um, for one, Sebastián Sosa, who had a pretty big error there towards the beginning of the game, if I'm not mistaken, where he uh, tried to come out with his hands, um, but uh, passed the line of the 18-yard box, and it was ruled a foul in his um, on his part. So, it was a little hiccup there. But um, he was really good this game, honestly. Um, He had a lot of work to do. And then down at the other end, you had um, Avesedo, who turns turns into prime Neuer sometimes when he faces us for some reason. And he saved just about everything. There were a few occasions where towards the end, I I don't know if it was towards the end. It's been a couple days since I saw the game again. But um, I think there was a few referee decisions that didn't go our way. Um, A couple of handballs that could have been ours. Um, And then a few, uh, a couple missed chances that were pretty clear. Again, we'll touch into that here in a second. But yeah, summary of the game, battle of the goalkeepers. Basically, that's all all it was. Uh, Sebastián Sosa had a great performance, and as did Avesedo. So, um, going moving forward, the team performance this game was really woeful. Um, And I say that because, again, we our fullback positions did not um, go as planned. It was really bad. I think we've been saying this for a really long time as fans that we need good fullbacks. Not so much the right back uh, position, you know, when Alan Mussel was there. He did pretty well, except defending wasn't his strong suit. But moving forward, he had options and he he brought something different to the table, which is nice. He he was able to contribute uh, to the team. And even on his woes, his defensive woes, it wasn't as bad because he brought more to the table than what he took, I believe. But um, in this case, Pablo Benavendo is not that player to replace Mosul. Um, I know when Mosul had left, Andres Lillini said that he had Pablo Benavendo coming up through the ranks to be able to replace him. And unfortunately for him, for us, um, and for Pablo Benavendo himself, uh, it's not worked out. And I don't think it's going to work out unless something drastic changes in the way that he uh, plays. That right back position, uh, the full back positions, left and right, are basically non existent. Um, 
it's crazy to me that, and, and I mean this with all due respect, that some of these players are even considered professionals, honestly. Um, Pablo Benavendel, I mean, when Dani Alves isn't here, we don't have anybody else. I mean, I would honestly just throw in Carlos Gutierrez in there at that point. That's not his position, but at least he, can, he can't He can be any worse than what Pablo Benavendel does. And that's not a, a slight at the player. That's not personal. It's just what we see on the pitch is what... Um, what we see, I mean, and everyone sees it. Everyone sees that you know the player that he is, and it's just, it's just really bad. Um, and then Jose Galindo, um, another player who you don't understand. I mean, in him, when he was first coming up, he, I thought he was relatively good, not great, but relatively good. But seeing him now, I mean, it's just, it's just really woeful. It's just the defense has no. Um, no flu- fluidity, um, they're not stable, it's just really bad. Every time that we defend, you know, you're scared that one thing will lead to another and we'll get scored on. And for me, you have, um, what was his name, Cuba Sanchez, uh, who played with the under-20s, but he didn't play here. I think it's time, if, we, if we're going to have um, Arturo Ortiz push up to midfield, I think it's time to have... Uh, Abel Cuba Sanchez as your right center back and Nico Freire as your left center back. That's really the only option. Or if we're not going to have Ortiz in midfield, you know, it needs to be uh, Ortiz and El Cuba Sanchez in the back line. If that if that's possible, if not, Nico Freire and um, El Cuba works just fine. But we can't have some of these players playing regularly for us because we are going to suffer quite often as we saw this game. Um, and then, um, not only the, the defensive line, but the midfield I felt was kind of inexistent, inexistent at times, um, attacking, moving forward, um, the team did okay. Gustavo del Prete, again, it's, it's difficult to really pinpoint what's going on in the preseason leading up to this tournament. We thought that, um, del Prete was going to start firing off. He was going to be this player that he should have been this first season and he was going to be, um, integral um you know he was going to be very critical to the team's performance but he doesn't really do what we were hoping um el ferra gonzalez um again i'm not one of those people that like to crucify our youth academy products especially um folks like him who's he's only 18 19 i think for him in this case it's just a step a, a big a big uh step to take from going under 20s to the first division um, in Mexican football. So I think it's just taken him a little time to adjust. Um, I don't think he should really be at the receiving end of a lot of criticism. He is only 19, 18. Um, and he's, I just think in his case, it's just taking the time to adjust. But regardless, I understand these games need to be won. And if um, El Ferro Gonzalez isn't up to what you're hoping, you know, you got to put someone else in there. You got to do something else. Uh, you can't just burn out, burn out these Youth Academy products um, and then expect the fans to um, not do the same. You know, you're already seeing a lot of people saying, you know, he's here because he paid money. He's here because of this. And that and that and and that's just very toxic for him. I um, mean that and that just doesn't um, that doesn't do well for his confidence. So I know that he's young. I know that it's taking time to adapt. But if he's not the solution, don't burn him out. Um, and then moving on to Eduardo Salvio again, uh, one of our best players. I'm I firmly firmly believe that it's um, Salvio, Dani Alves, Sosa, and Ortiz are really the only players who you can see in there and, and give it their all. Those are really our star players. And when one of them is missing, um, you know, we really notice that. Uh, and they can't do it all themselves, you know. Today, Sebastian Sosa stopped 
I don't know how many shots on target. I think he had 19 shots on target, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, he can only stop so many. Um, you know, if, if he's shot at 23 times, the likelihood of him getting scored on is pretty pretty significant. So, yeah. And then, um, finally, to end it uh, in the attacking section, you know, defense bad, midfield bad. Attack, okay, but um, we are missing really bad. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of Juan Dineno. I really like the player. He's been here a long time. I really love him. He is, to me, uh, a really uh, first more first. Uh, he is a really good person, and and secondly, he's a really. I think he's a really good footballer. He's just going through um, a really bad drought of not scoring in open play. But um, again, without him scoring these goals or even putting in a good performance, it's hard to justify the criticism that comes his way. Um, because it it is warranted. Uh, today he missed a few good opportunities. One that comes to mind is where he had the option to to score. He missed. It falls to Salvio, and it's cleared off the line. And in that second play, on, on the counter attack, we get scored on. Um, you know, goal goals that you don't make get made on you, and we saw a lot of that today. I'm not saying that Pumas had the opportunity to win. I think the the loss is well deserved. Um but, you know, those goals, those opportunities don't come very often in, in these type of games and um and we really should be scoring that. That could have changed the momentum of the game and we could have gotten a little more out of it. I doubt it, but you never know. <clears throat> so um team performance overall not good. Um I can kind of see what um Rafa Puente wants to do. It looks like when he's transitioning forward, he wants to use um Ortiz to push up and progress the ball. When defending though, it turns into a back 3 or at least that's what it looks like to me. So <clears throat> I just don't think that at this point in time we have the players to play that system that he wants to play. And I think it's very evident when you take a look at the team's performance. Today, we don't lose by a larger margin because of Sosa. Um, the amount of shots on target was insane. 23 shots and I think was it 19 shots on target. Um, that's just insane. Um, we didn't lose by five goals because of Sosa. Um, otherwise, we would have been talking about probably one of the worst defeats in our history as a club. And we can't be having that. But yeah, pure luck that we didn't lose for more um, and, and a little bit of luck that we didn't get more out of this game. Um, some of the changes that were made, I mean, the formation itself, I didn't see that um, Rafa Puente did a whole lot. I think that he went out there and he uh, had his idea of, of what he wanted to do and he stuck with it and he died with it. So not a good uh, team performance. Individual performances, I think that, again, Salvio, Arturo Ortiz, um, and that's in Sosa and Sosa three those three were really good to today um, and um, those are something to really uh, applaud uh, their performance and all that um, as as for the rest of them not really good um, individual performances some of these players aren't in their best form and it clearly shows um, so it, individually a lot of them except for those three that I just mentioned um, didn't do well so you know, there's that. Um, and then again, with the coach performance here, 
um, you could clearly see that not not a huge um, change was made to the way the um, setup was made. There was a few changes here and there. I mean, you had uh, Marco Garcia come in for Alafita, Cesar Huerta come in for Hilferra, Carlos Gonzalez came in for Benevendo, and Diogo came in for Del Prete. Um, the changes um, were okay. I think Carlos Gutierrez did okay. I think he had a really good pass to Dineno, who he met, who missed. And then Alec Alvarez, who came in for Adrian Aldrete, who, a, a reminder, he is not a left back. He is a winger by trade. Um, and if we're going to expect him to perform these these new rule these new roles, um, you know, we're going to have to allow him time to grow and develop into that position if we really think that's the way to go. Um, apart from the penalty that he committed, I felt like he came in okay. Um, you know, if it's him or Aldrete, I would million and million and million times prefer him. Um, one performance that, that sticks out to me for a really bad reason is the one of Adrian Aldrete, who was a player that Lilini brought, um, and he looked like he was going to be okay when he scored that set piece, and that's really the only thing that I can remember from him that he did that was well. Um, other than that, he's been really woeful. Um, it doesn't look like he's up to standards to play in the first division of this of, of this football league. In all honestly, in all honesty, and we already told um, El Chispa that we weren't going to renew his contract. He's not coming back. We got rid of Hero Rodriguez, which isn't a problem. I don't think that Hero Rodriguez would be any better than um, Aldrete. In fact, I think he might be a little worse. Um, but we got rid of El Chispa, and El Chispa, whether you like it or not, I don't think he was worse than Adrian Aldrete. So. Something needs to change in that left back position. Either his role needs to be redefined to help him um, exploit his strengths and minimize his weaknesses, or we need to try somebody else. Um, I really hope that we can give um, Hector Ramirez, the uh, captain of the under twenty under twenties uh, division, who won the championship last year. Um, I really feel like we could give him a shot and see how it works, um, and hopefully it works well. Um, other than that, I mean, we don't really have any options. I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we have been hounding. We have been begging for new fullbacks. We don't have any fullbacks. We haven't had a decent left back for God knows how long. I would say since we had Fuentes in that position, and he's not even... Uh, or I think he is a left back. I used to see him play right back, left back. It's hard to remember what what his actual natural position is, but I think it is left back. And we haven't had a decent one since he was here. And even when he was finishing out his career in Pumas, he was pretty bad too, if I don't recall, if I recall correctly. So we have been screaming and shouting for a new left back. We don't get one. If we're gonna give opportunity to these young players, then give them the opportunity. I think we've seen enough of Pablo Benavento. It's time to see somebody else there. I mean, if it's not Dani Alves then it's got to be somebody other than him in the left back position if we're going to if we're going to play somebody play with your youth academy products it's better to give these players an opportunity than keep making um you know, keep getting mad and upset with this player and the um, and the youth academy products. The the younger players, they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna mess up, but they've got room for improvement. They can grow more. Uh, I think Adrian Aldrete is pretty much done with his career. I don't think he's gonna get any better. He's probably gonna keep getting worse, or at the very best, best case scenario, he goes back to what he was before when he was leaving Cruz Azul which was pretty woeful as well they were really happy that he left the team and now we see why um but yeah that that's that's what I what that's what I think there um 
Uh, like I said, the coach's performance uh, didn't make the right changes. Um, he was kind of all over the place. And I've actually got some of his comments here that he made in the press conference. So when he was explaining the defeat against uh, Santos, he said it was a complicated week based on what we had planned and worked on at the last moment. Unfortunately, due to personal situations, Danny Elvis, who his mother-in-law passed away, rest in peace, hoping for the best for him and his family, um, you know, with the situation Donny Alves is facing, the planning for the whole week changed. In the end, they are different characteristics. There was no longer an opportunity to work on the pitch. What was going to change with this forced op, um, op absence, he mentioned. So basically, he had planned um, a system where Danny Alves was going to be playing. Um, and then Danny Alves had to pull out last minute um for some personal reasons don't know when he's coming back by the way but he should take all the time he needs um and um you know that changed the way that they were going to play and that gave him little to uh no time to adjust and work different um variants which is understandable i think that this absence basically happened last minute it was probably a day or two before the game came to be played um but at the same time we've got to have alternatives and if we don't have alternatives then that obviously means we have a really weak bench, which we do. Pablo Benevendo, Carlos Gutierrez, anybody who you want to put in that right-back position is not going to bring to the table what Dani Alves plays. So I can understand that, um, but unfortunately the substitutes when asked upon don't rise to the occasion. They're not up to par, um, and you can clearly see that. <clears throat> so that's what he said about that game. Let's see what uh, what else he said. So he talked a little bit um, <clears throat> more and he said, the first half, once again, we started very far from what we wanted, distracted, uncertain, and unclear with the ball. Uh, they, Santos, took the lead on the scoreboard. Then we sorted ourselves out. The lack of forcefulness and the poor mark and attack cost us very expensive. There are things to correct. I insist on the issue of forcefulness. And then we must improve in the defensive defensive phase so that the rivals do do not generate us. It's true that they demanded a lot from our goalkeeper, he concluded. <clears throat> so he just basically says there, again, um, we missed a lot. Poor uh, marking and, and defensive inattentions is what led to a lot of um, what ha- the issues that happened here. Again, fullback positions, woeful, really, really woeful, um, really bad. It's just It's just comical, honestly. So yeah, and then um, for for this next part of the podcast, I'd like to name my three uh, standout stars. So my gold medal goes out to Sebastian Sosa. Um, you know, best player on that pitch today um, by a wide margin. Um, he had so much work to do for himself, and it's nice to see that we've got this um, upgrade inner goalkeeping position you know I don't know if Julio Gonzalez would have been able to make those saves that he did but um, obviously having this type of goalkeeper in goal is is a, a huge plus you know he's the third choice goalkeeper for Uruguay for a reason he doesn't play but he's really good he's had a really long career through Mexican football and I think as well as um, Argentinian football as well you know Independiente de Cali I think that's the team that he went to if I'm not mistaken it was fighting for his signature before he arrived there so it speaks volume of, of it's 
speaks volumes of the type of player that he is and the type of player that came into the side a leader a leader within the under the three um posts you know so hats off to him gold star that um disattention that uh, mistake that he made at the beginning um yeah that's something to, to um to look at and work at but when your goalkeeper stops you know 16 15 shots on target sorry about that guys when he stops 15 16 shots on target um you know it's really hard to say anything bad about him in this case and then my silver medal goes out to i'd probably say um eduardo salvio really the only player in attack that really wanted to do something different that tried that um, dribbled that did what he could to do uh for the team and then my bronze medal i think it has to go out to um arturo ortiz another player um that pretty much does really good in any position that he's asked of i mean he's playing as a defensive midfielder now and he still does that pretty well i know that he played that position before at pumas tabasco and in the second division of mexican football but he's really doing good um, and hopefully he can stay here for a long time, win a lot of titles, and hopefully retire here. I don't know about the title part. That's hit or miss. But yeah, those are my three standouts. And then looking ahead to the next game, we see that Pumas faces uh, Club León at home this um, this upcoming week. Um, so one thing that we um, need to do is we need to make sure that we win this game it has to be a win um, otherwise there's going to be a lot of scrutiny a lot of criticism and people are going to demand demand that Rafa Puente be let go as head coach so this win is crucial to not only build momentum at home but to be able to work um, without having that overwhelming pressure which I'm sure they to an extent or another they already feel it but if they lose the pressure is going to be even bigger and I don't know how long the, um, you know, La Directiva is going to hold out for Rafa Puente. I don't imagine it'd be very long since they only signed him on a six-month contract. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, we definitely need to win at home. I know that recently our results at home have been a little better. Away from home, we do really bad, especially up north. You know, it's awful. Um, but yeah, there, there needs to be a win. Um, here it has to be a win if it's a tie or anything else. It's going to be very difficult to um, move forward with all that amount of pressure on you know the team's shoulder. So, yeah, it's a must win against Leon. Leon, who, um, if I'm not mistaken, is I got a game postponed, so I don't think they've played yet, or if they have, it probably was the other day, but I can't get them pulled up because my computer's being slow. But yeah. We have to beat them. They're not the same Leon that they were a few tournaments ago that won that final against us or that made it to the CONCACAF Champions League or, you know, that made it, that were fighting for important things. They lost a lot of players, um, and they're kind of struggling too now. So this has to be a must win as well. Um, oh, and another thing that I wanted to touch on before we, we leave the episode, that time of day is just awful. It's at noon. In Mexico City, where the altitude is the highest, the sun is blasting down on you. It is awful. I know that we used to get a lot of advantages from that. And I recognize that it worked. But just to, in today's day and time, it's just awful to play with. It's very, 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 very um, uncomfortable to watch as well from what I can tell. So that day, that 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 time needs to change. Hopefully we could start playing on Friday nights, you know. Um, Noches Magicas in Seoul, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. 
disappointing loss. Um, really bleak outlook towards the future. Um, hopefully we can steer the ship in the right direction, but it's very looking very unlikely. So yeah, disappointing uh, fixture. Try to unplug, try to relax, focus on other things other than Pumas because I know it's going to be a bumpy ride. So just try to enjoy it as much as possible and hope for the best. Expect the worst. Well, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter, planet underscore Pumas. I post some content there as well. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great start to your week and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.